You are listening to Defining Moments Podcast. Hi, everyone. My name is Wong Lam, your host of Defining Moments Podcast. Thank you for listening in and showing your love and support to our show. A defining moment is a moment you define or the moment defines you. The world needs to hear about your defining moment. We learn from it. We draw inspiration from it. We cry with you. We laugh with you. We celebrate you. This podcast is your platform to capture and share your story, a story that will build bonds within your family as well as your community. When you share stories, we all gain a better appreciation for the unique people around us that we would not normally converse with. When was the last time you had a meaningful conversation with your neighbor, said hi to a total stranger, or even hugged a friend? Be interested in others. Be a good listener. Have that deep, meaningful conversation. Join the conversation. I'd like to acknowledge my beautiful wife, Margie, for her amazing work on this podcast. And to the guests that's taken their time and showed courage to come onto this podcast to share their story with you. This is episode number 24 with Allie Cunningham, co-owner and operator of Sunnyside Diner, located in Southwest Oklahoma City, Central Oklahoma City, and North Oklahoma City. Allie once said, I love my job. I really do. However, the real magic starts with the people I work with. This podcast is awesome. My wife and I met Allie and her wife about a year ago. I was curious because I heard that she's served over a thousand meals over Thanksgiving the last couple years along with this year. Her, her staff, her colleagues and friends did this. They got together and they cooked over a thousand meals. That's something really, really special. Then I thought, man, what else? How did Allie become Allie Cunningham? Where did she grow up? What are her morning habits? How does she look at life? How does she want to be remembered? Those are the questions. She has the answers. I hope you enjoy this podcast. It begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. All right, I'm going to go with the intro. Okay. Today's special guest is Allie Cunningham. Allie, welcome to the podcast. Hello. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Good. So. You obviously know Tony Morton. Yes. We have a mutual friend. He opened up his art gallery to me to propose to my wife now at the time an hour early, and I invited him to come on the podcast. And after we edited and released it, he immediately texted me. He's like, dude, awesome podcast. However, man, I've got someone that you've got to meet. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and he's like, this this lady named Allie, man, she's cooked for thousands of people over Thanksgiving, this, this, and that. And so before we get into those thousands of people, there's an important date coming up pretty soon. And it's in October, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah? A year ago in October, what happened? I got married. Yeah. How'd that go? I mean, it was absolutely life-changing. It was, you know, actually probably all the moments leading up to that yeah. is what like all the fun and the chaos and the, you know, I really try to stay grounded and remember this is when it's supposed to be fun. Don't get stressed out. 
So, um, but my wife, Stacy, she's just so chill and laid yeah. back that, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't like overwhelming at all. But day of blurry, like I can barely remember what <laughs> happened because it was just, I know it was fun. Yeah. And then uh, I did a lot of dancing. We said I do, you know, the main stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The official stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. And her birthday is coming up too. Yeah, yeah, you have done your homework. Yeah, so make sure you wish her a happy birthday from us. I will. Thank and, you uh, so congratulations much. Congratulations on the upcoming anniversary. Thank you. Yeah. You also own or co-own and operate the Sunnyside Diners? Yes. Yeah. So how did all this come about and what inspired you to do this? What inspired me? So, you know, I honestly didn't find until... um I would say within the last year, what really inspired me. Um, I think work ethic is what has driven me thus far. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't finish college. Um, I had a lot of fun and learned a lot about socializing and rugby, <laughs> but um, I didn't. I didn't click into the academic side. So I knew if I left college, I was going to have to work as hard as I needed to, mm -hmm. just to get a door open. Mm -hmm. And so I made that decision. Okay, here I go into the work field. Restaurants were easy because, you know, it, and and being a an owner now, it's like, okay, yeah, that's why I get high school kids, you know, yeah. because like it's a good place to start. You can get a job anywhere. And so um, into the restaurant world I went and um, I worked hard. And that what that's what, you know, put me in front of now I co-own diners. Um, my business partner, Shannon, He's the S of S and B's. Mm -hmm. uh, I started, I was a part-time server for him for about two months. And then he asked me, hey, um, he was actually the kitchen managers when they had one S and B's still mm -hmm. many moons ago. It was probably, I think I just celebrated my eight year anniversary yeah. uh, with the company. And um, he asked me, hey, do you want to open some more restaurants? Uh, we got this thing coming up where I think we're going to duplicate this and I was like, yeah, sure. That sounds fun. I don't know anything about that, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. And so I just, I saw that door opening. And from that point on, I learned everything I could from him. Um, I went wherever I needed to go, you know, answered my phone at all hours. Mm -hmm. uh, days off didn't exist. And it was um, the best time of my life. I mean, I had a great time and I'm still learning. But because of that hard work, I was able to leave. You know, working for the man, mm -hmm. <laughs> got to <laughs> move over to this other side of being self-employed and um, own, having ownership and, you know, still working as hard as I need to work to, yeah. to be successful. Yeah. What does the B stand for in SMB? That was Brian Neal. So, okay. yeah, Shannon and Brian were best friends for years and they, uh, yeah, one day were like, hey, we should open up a burger joint. Yeah, use our initials to do it. Yeah. I like it. Which uh, which is the original SMB? Is it the one off of May? Yeah, 59th and May. Okay. That weird little office building. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been there before and I see them all the way around. So are you part of the SMB anymore? Just the original. Just the original. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're focusing on, uh, we've got the original SMBs and then the Sunnyside Diners. Last time we actually mm -hmm. talked, I think we only had one diner. Yep. It was less than a year yeah, ago. Yeah. So we've had two diners open since then. And, uh, you know, we are, we're still growing, still going. We have a fourth lease signed for a diner in Edmond. Wow. Second in Broadway. It's going to be, it's going to be really cool. Wow. Before we get into your Sunnyside Diner story, I 
want to tell you how much I appreciate the when I go into a sunny side diner, it's nostalgic for me. It's very bright, vibrant. The colors, the employees that work underneath your umbrella, I think it's amazing. And let me here's the plug: the strawberry jam, sour toast. <laughs> I mean, sour uh, sour bread, sourdough toast, sourdough toast. It's amazing. Love I- I'm that. glad you enjoy <laughs> that. Yeah, that jam is so good. Yeah, it's um strawberry jam with blueberries as well oh man yeah i could i could just drink that stuff down <laughs> that jam is the jam it is seriously we actually just started doing shakes and there's a strawberry jam shake no ice cream and oh yeah it's good okay you gotta well, try it oh yeah my parents love it <laughs> my wife loves it so we've been to the one off of 89th and western and then Margaret and i went with her parents to the one off of i think it's class and West and Midtown. Yeah, Sixth and Classen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Exact same taste. Yeah. It's awesome. Thank you very yeah. much. Different feels, the you know, the 70s mm-hmm. vibe. That's really yeah. important to um, not force, mm-hmm. you know, your decor and your concept mm-hmm. onto something. Yeah. And uh, in Midtown, it was total 50s and 60s. I mean, that's, you know, where this whole dream of Sunnyside started. It was like 50s and 60s, back when life was... It was still complicated, but it was mm. a lot more simple than it is yeah. now, you know, <laughs> yep. um, and, and keeping the menu that way. A lot of the recipes came from, you know, Shannon grew up on corned beef and hash yeah. that his mom used to make on Sunday yeah. mornings. And so that, you know, that's that's what a diner feels like to us. And that's yeah. why it's always Sunday morning. Our tagline just makes yep. sense because that's the vibe we want to we want to give to our guests, whether it's, you know, Monday after uh, a long weekend mm-hmm. or you know you're just getting started for your long week ahead still feels like sunday morning right right so i have to ask you this question because i'm really curious you've got a lot going for you, you just got married last year was a huge year for you opened up these sunny side diners and you're still part of the smb uh, burger joint and the original one what are your morning habits like because i know <laughs> you it it doesn't it's like in the oil field we say oil doesn't sleep so, yeah, um, it used to be like wake up first thing in the morning, like, you know, 430. I remember opening the original diner in Midtown and setting my alarm for 430 or four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and just thinking this. No, this is not how my life is you know, yeah. going. I'm not a morning person. Yeah. But that work ethic kicks in and it's like you got to do what you got to do. Right. Um, and so, you know, they've they've gotten a little bit later now um, as time has gone on. The the great thing about um, any this con- any of the concepts that we have is my team. Yeah. So my team has allowed me to, you know, they t- they have their jobs and they have their teams. Mm-hmm. And then I get to sleep in a little later. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> what about your team that drives you? What about my team that drives me? Mm-hmm. Man, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I think so. Our management company is called Happy Play Concepts. Okay. And it's a way of life. I was trying to uh, explain this to someone else because it's like a feeling to me. Mm-hmm. When I think of Happy Play, I think of um, people. That's our that's our mission. Whether it's our guests, whether it's our staff and employees. You know, I try not to use corporate words like managers and. Yeah. We talk about team leaders and leadership and development and encouraging um, our te- our teams below us, you know, because if you cook an angry egg, I tell my cooks this all the time, 
Like if you cook an angry egg <laughs> or you're like mad when you're doing biscuits, yeah. whether you realize it or not, those guests can feel it. Yeah. When you wake up in the morning and you head into work and, you know, you're giving your greetings of hello and good morning, but it's just a little bit grumpy. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, you went through the motions, but our guests can still feel that energy. Yeah, right. And when you do the opposite and you just you put love into it, then everything changes. It tastes better. It feels better. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I lead my teams. And so what drives me is to, um, you know, my past experiences that I've had mm -hmm. that I've learned from on how I don't want to treat people. Yeah. Um, and then just trying to create that a positive and encouraging world and environment for them so that then they can do the same for their teams. Yeah. I, I like that. I like the way how you stated that it's the people can taste your emotions oh, when they're yeah. cooking it. Right. And it's kind of like when I, oh, I played soccer, had coaches yelling at me. I was like, man, okay, I know. I, I didn't want to miss hit that ball, but you're yelling at me. And so I get it. Right. However, the And you feel worse. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm with you on that. The positive affirmation and appreciation goes a long way. And I mean, it's 2018. It should have happened prior to that. But we've learned from that. And going forward, that's, that's why you're going to be so successful in this. It's amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. There's a quote. And uh, I'll let you guess who it's by. So it goes somewhere along the line where I love my job. I really do. However, that's not quite accurate. The magic really happens with the people I work with. That's absolutely right on exactly how I feel. Yeah. I have no idea who said that. You did. Oh, I 2015. did. <laughs> Give me some love on that. That's funny. I was like, yeah. wow, they're really really smart that's how i feel no i mean but it's so true if i didn't love the people that i work with yeah. the people that come into our diners then i would be miserable because i spend a lot of time and energy on those subjects yeah um and so it's just yeah that's such an important piece of mm -hmm. of just happiness yeah yeah i love that quote i was going through your instagram i was like oh this one's a gem. <laughs> that was actually quite a few quotes that you know you had. And I thought that one really related to what's going on now with your business, your life. You know, married and because you're a team now, you and Stacy, right? And she's got a lot of energy too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been, you know, like the the learning curve of parenting. Mm -hmm. um, she's you know nearly raised two kids, and I'm coming in on this where it's like, oh, you have a 13 year old <laughs> at the time. It's like, wow, I don't know anything about anything when yeah. it comes to parenting. But right. um, yeah, she's brought, she's definitely been patient. And it is a dynamic that I feel at home that that team that uh, I've got a partner, a best mm -hmm. friend. Um, I've been told by our, she's now 16, almost 16, Maya. She, um, you know, she's like, don't run your family like your business. Because sometimes you feel like the boss. And, yeah. you know, I'm like, you're so right. It is different, uh -huh. but there's still elements of it of, of running a home and making sure that things are consistent and setting routines and boundaries and structure um, while still like just pumping it full of love and good yeah. energy. Yeah. So um, she teaches me a lot too. Yeah. The it, younger one. It's it, pretty cool. That is really, really cool. And I can appreciate that as well because I coached boys competitive soccer for 14 years and Every time I stepped onto the practice field, these young men, I mean, that's what they want to do. 
that's their passion. And it feeds me because I come from a job nine, 10 hours a day and I'm like mentally drained. But I step out there, I see their smiles, I see their energy. It's like, man, got a second win. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, family. I've always wanted a family. Yeah. And now I've got one. Yeah. I've always wanted to be married and here I am there married. You go. Uh yeah, it feels so good. Yeah. It feels so good. Yeah. And they and like you said earlier, they they teach you a lot of stuff about life and things that they go through and that we don't understand, however, when they explain it to us. It's like, oh man. Yeah, you know, I've learned that um I'm a fixer and when it comes to parenting that sometimes you can't ju- you just can't fix things. Yeah. And sometimes even just a Man, I'm so sorry that that happened to you today. That's just, that's so unfair, you know, and I love you. And I've had to remember that I don't always have to offer a solution. Um, And I think that's where it varies from work and and home is that (laughs) I have to have the answers when I'm asked or I at least have to know where to go. But sometimes at home, it's okay to just not know the answer and, and just be honest about that. That's so true. And I can also relate on that too, being married for the last five months and with Margie, she tells me, I'm not looking for you to fix anything. I just need you to hear me out. Just listen. Yeah. That makes, that makes so much sense. Right. And then you're like, okay, now I can put those ears on. Yeah, that's exactly right. So this podcast, number one, thank you so much again for taking your time out of your day because I know Mondays are especially tough for you. And this podcast is about moments that you've gone through in life. And Allie, I know you've gone through many of them. Are there is there a moment or are there several moments you'd like to share with our listeners as we go through this podcast today? Well, you know, I was thinking about um, I read my email back to you that I'd sent to you several mm-hmm. months ago and was thinking about that defining moment. And I listed out several, you know, and it just led me down this rabbit hole of everything that I've done has been a defining moment for me. It's led me in this direction. Yep. Um, and then today I thought. There is a difference between thoughts and action, mm-hmm. and I think that that action, it, it's like the second before the action happens, that's the defining moment. I it's, like it. You know, you, everyone has thoughts, yeah, but not everyone takes that step forward or backwards or, I mean, left or right or up or down, whichever direction you go. Right. Um, but the, the second you pause and then you go, that's that defining moment. Mm-hmm. So for me... It has been a thought process um, of, I don't want to stop growing. I want to be, you know, in my 80s and still learning things and um, learning things about myself and evolving. And so it has been a little bit more difficult for me to really pinpoint that one moment that changed everything for me. Um, But I, you know, professionally, I would say (laughs) it was probably about, Five years ago, mm-hmm. sitting at the dugout with my, you know, now business partner, Shannon, and we're having a beer after work and just dreaming and talking about all the things that we wanted to achieve, you know, and conquer the world. And we said, okay, in five years, let's own some diners. Let's, you know, leave the corporate world and just work for ourselves and support ourselves and then have this incredible team. And... I mean, the moment our beers were finished, it was like, here we go. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. And looking back now, I I see that that was that defining moment of we're going to do this. There's no other option. I have no retirement plan, you know, no 401k (laughs) just saved up for me. Um, 
I've, this is my retirement. I've got to yeah. work as hard as I need to mm-hmm. and as hard as I can right now. And, um, you know, and then I'll be able to enjoy life and retire. Well, so recently this year, I've realized that don't wait for retirement. Live now. Enjoy life now. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means for you. And so um, I've found more balance of work and life because of getting married and and working so hard then that I don't have to work the long, crazy hours now because we work smarter, Mm -hmm. work easier. Yeah. Um, And I want to enjoy life. Yeah. So, um, I mean, that would be my professional defining moment. Um, I think a personal defining moment that was really big for me. Um, We talked about being adopted. Yeah. so, I mean, I grew up in a you know white family in Eden, mm-hmm. America. So yeah. being adopted was no hidden secret. <laughs> you know, it was like, oh, I'm right. obviously different. Yeah. Um, and it was celebrated. It was never like, um, you know, oh, you came from an orphanage, and yeah, mm-hmm. it was always like, we love you. We are, you know, celebrated. My Gotcha Day every year. The day <laughs> my parents got me from Korea. Okay. Um, from Korea. Yeah, South right. Korea. Okay. Okay. When I was uh I was four months old. Did they go over there or were you No, I got shipped over here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We all had a nurse. There's like there was like a crew of us. Okay. My mom always used to let me tell love telling me that story of how um the crew, there were probably ten other babies that were being um sent over to Korea or sent over to the U S and, uh, as they filed off, I was the only baby that like didn't throw up myself and was still oh. sleeping, just like chilled the whole flight, I guess. So yeah, you're welcome for that story. Yeah, I like it. Um, okay. So, uh, being adopted was again, it was a great thing and I always felt very lucky and I felt like, um, I, I don't want to waste my life. Mm-hmm. I'm here for a reason. I mean, to go from an orphanage in Seoul, South Korea, to Enid, America, <laughs> where I have this amazing opportunity, you know, to be a completely different person or to be whoever I want to be. Right. Um, and then I fear that in Korea, I might have been a person that I was supposed to be, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. I because get it. Culture difference. Yep. So um, I've always been very aware of that. At 18, I was able to find, you know, get my adoption packet, find out my birth mom's name, which ended up being like a Jane Doe. Mm -hmm. So I went through this process of getting documents translated, finding my foster mom, things like that, and just kind of hit this dead end when it came to my birth mom. And I'd I'd carried that around with me. I accepted it, Mm -hmm. but I'd carried that around with me, um, just the what ifs and the, man, it would have been nice, you know, to look at someone and just... Because I have an older brother who's six years older than me, and uh, he's my parents' biological child. Okay. Um, and they would all, you know, my your brother has your dad's hair and all of that stuff. And yeah. to have that connection with a human and say, oh, that's where I got my nose or, mm-hmm. you know, this is where my lips come from. Um, so I'd always kind of just hoped for that, but hit that dead end and thought, okay, I'm going to let it go. Probably... Three years ago, I read this letter online. You know, all the riveting information on Facebook. Yeah. I read this letter this guy had posted um, and usually did the thing, you know, where I scroll through and I never see anything. But it caught my eye and it was an adopted child. 
He was in his 30s now, and he had written a letter to his birth mom saying, I looked for you and I couldn't find you. And basically, at the end of it, he had realized, maybe you didn't want to be found. Maybe I need to respect that. Mm -hmm. So wherever you are, thank you. Thank you for making the decision to not have an abortion, you know, to give me a chance at life, whatever your circumstances are. No hard feelings. Thank you. Yeah. And that just everything changed for me right then. I had this new perspective, this new, you know, way of looking at it and thinking, maybe she doesn't want to be found. Mm -hmm. And who am I to say, you have to, you know, show your face. Yeah. She could have a family. She could not have a family. It could be something that's hurtful. I mean, she could maybe want to find me. Yeah. But if the information wasn't available, then maybe I need to respect that. And so, in, you know, it's not my right necessarily. It's just as much hers to be stay hidden than yeah. it is uh, for me to find her. And so I found peace with that. Yeah. Wow. Just from that post three years ago. Yeah. That's really amazing because as you were telling me that, I was getting chills because I'm thinking, man, I, I wouldn't know how that is because you talked about the human connection side. Mm -hmm. And what I see, Allie, when we first met, I felt, I felt a connection that it's like, man, this, this is a good person. This, this person has, she, she's done a lot and I feel like she's going to continue to do so much more. And going back to your diners, you've you've given many people an opportunity to become better in life. You know, I that's that's huge, and that is priceless to your team. And it's big props to you and uh, Shannon for getting out there and getting it done. Well, thank you. You know, it's as you're saying that. I think. I mean, I didn't really do anything. The people showed up. People, you know, whether they they work for me, mm-hmm. um, one of my most beloved employees, you know, started as a dishwasher and two months, three months out of out of prison, had mm-hmm. spent five years locked up. We were the first place she had come to get a job and to try to make her way out back into society and was almost ready to give up if we hadn't given her a chance. Mm-hmm. She started as a dishwasher. And then as time has gone on, she's now, you know, running our newest location on on MacArthur and Britain and has started this outreach program that we've helped grow through the diners. And, um, I mean, so I, that was already in her. Mm -hmm. I, maybe I gave her the opportunity to, to just have a fresh start somewhere, Mm -hmm. but I mean, she took it after that and did what she, you know, had inside of her. Yeah. Um, and that's how I feel about a lot of my employees that um, I, you know, here's the chance to do the right thing or here's the structure or whatever. Yeah. Now you take it and run with it. And we have a lot of, I think, loyal employees because of that, mm-hmm. because the, it is more of an investment in a human and it isn't just like you're another number. You know, I see them. I see their needs. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's but I do think that it's. I've been lucky enough to encounter these incredible people as well yeah. that just take this and whatever open door and they run with it, make right. it their own. Yeah. That your defining moments professionally and personally are really touching. Do you think your defining moments maybe led you to contribute to society a certain way that you do? 
You know, I think that maybe when I, like when we first opened up the diner, um, the first week that we had staff in-house when we were training right before we opened, we invited uh, groups of people in through the um, Other Options uh, organization. Um, and they, you know, ate for free and we wanted to give them an opportunity to just order from them, whatever you want on the menu, mm -hmm. you know, um, and give them an experience as well while also training our staff. Um, and at that time it's, it was, it was what's smart for me. You know, that was yeah. a smart business decision because, um, I wanted to not waste food. I wanted my team to be trained and we wanted to help people. So it's as, as simple as that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just recently listed out, you know, I was looking at my community service and kind of just working on a updating my files on myself and my resume and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I was like, okay, so we do the community outreach through the street team. Um, and that was self, you know, or employees started that. We've probably handed out over a thousand bags at this point to the homeless community. Um, we, have Oklahoma city drag queen story hour for kids, yeah. which is amazing. We're about, we're hosting an adult story hour as well so that we can raise money to give every child that attends mm -hmm. a copy of the actual book that we read okay. for free for 10 months. I mean, wow. that'll supply almost a whole year um, through this, which is really cool. Uh, you know, we do the cookies Thanksgiving and try to feed one K and this will be our third year yeah. to do this, but cookies like 20th year to do you know for this oh, to happen man. through that organization phenomenal and I, so i was just listening at this community service projects and i thought that is where my heart is too i didn't even realize that that was a passion that i had yeah it just was like an opportunity happened do you want to be involved absolutely why would we not mm -hmm. you know i've got resources let me help with my location that is closed you know it's empty after 3 p.m so why wouldn't we have the drag queen story out there yeah um and so as I, it kind of sink has been sinking in a little bit more that I could be making a difference in my community Yeah. and it all is, it doesn't feel like work. Mm -hmm. It's not hard. It's, I mean, you know, it doesn't take a lot of time either. It's really, really simple. Mm -hmm. So who else around me could do the same thing and could get involved and it, you know, not be such a daunting task. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten a lot more into the spirit, not to say that I didn't have, you know, my heart in anything that I was involved with before, yeah, but it right. has definitely changed for me and has become, uh, I'm, I'm definitely more aware of our impact and trying to reach out even further mm -hmm. and make those ripples happen across OKC. I love that. And that's very inspiring. We spoke offline before we actually recorded and you were talking about the podcast. And I was talking about, well, you know, I'm just challenging myself with something I've never done before. And here I am sitting across from a Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer <laughs> of Oklahoma. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we'll see. But I mean, like, it this it, it's like me, you know, five years ago, just like, I'm going to start this thing. I'm going to try. I'm going to yeah. do whatever I need to do, make the connections, network with people. Mm -hmm. um, and then you never know what it can turn into. Right. It right. can turn into your life if you want it to be. Yeah, I like it. Tell me about Pine Pantry. I see these uh, pantry things outside of your diner. It's the coolest thing. Yeah. So I was reading on Instagram and I saw that there was this pantry in the plaza. 
Um, and then got in touch with who runs it. Her name's Allie mm-hmm. uh, Christelli. I think I said that right. But she's this, her and her husband, Ryan, are the sweetest humans ever. Um, but they saw on the internet this idea for a pine pantry and thought, let's do it in Oklahoma City. Yeah. So they got one built. Um, they placed it in the plaza. And then I reached out to her wanting more information, like, how do I get one? And our relationship has grown. And now every Sunnyside has one. Wow. And all future Sunnysides will have one. Yeah. Um, and the SMBs is like a drop site. Uh, you can, we leave that box out there so that if you need something, you can, or you can drop it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have the traditional pantry. But it is, it's so powerful. It's so simple, but it is so powerful. So we have this box that's outside of the diner. Where guests can see it, like the original location, guests mm-hmm. can see that. Yeah. So you've got people that are sitting along the window watching people drive up, drop food off. They're watching people come by, pick things up out of the pantry, and this like full circle. And now mm-hmm. they're connected. So they're like, well, I'm supporting something, you know, just by being here. Yeah. And so the next time they come, they'll by chance bring you know an extra canned good that they have Mm -hmm. or an extra pack of toilet paper or whatever and it just starts and it's so simple yeah so offering more opportunities like that was really exciting um with the two new locations you know i was excited about the diners but i was also really excited about being able to have set pantries now yeah in three different spots in oklahoma city yeah um and helping Allie, you know just propel this thing through that's amazing. Your drive, determination, attitudes all coming together and you're teaming up with some really powerful people and everyone here is going to do really well with that. My other question is, was there ever an exit plan when you're talking about when you're sitting at the dugout? I'm thinking you're sitting not at a baseball dugout. You're sitting in a bar dugout. Oh, yeah. Called it, the dugout, right? It, yeah, it was okay. a staple in Northwest OKC. <laughs> okay. It's no longer there, but um, I think it's a burger place now. But yeah, it was like a, you know, industry only yeah. type place. Okay. Yeah. So, so when you're sitting there thinking five years from now, Shannon, we're going to get this corporate world. Did you have an exit plan just in case it didn't happen or were you just dead set? This is this is it. I mean, now that you say that, No. I never really thought about that. Yeah. We didn't have any other option. Yeah. Um, no, the answer was we were just, we were going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that was our ignorance and our being naive, you know, at the time and mm-hmm. not really knowing what was ahead of us. Or maybe it was our drive or our work ethic. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was just, there is no other option. Mm-hmm. Don't even let that stuff in your head. Yeah. I'm a big believer in, what you put in and what you put out, whether it's thoughts and, you know, I don't get too Zen about it, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely think about positive thoughts mm-hmm. and, and the effect that they make. And so, yeah, it, failure was not an option. Yeah. We have had some bumps in our road. You know, we had hillbillies, which was amazing. And mm-hmm. then closed down one of a kind and closed down. And then we tried this cafe thing called the Harvey. We closed that down. But I don't feel like those were failures. I feel like those were great learning opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very smart business decision to no longer move forward with both of those concepts. And because of that, we're, you know, moving along with diners. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I learned something in all of it. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of learning things about things, when you have this menu of food, 
Do you rotate, and how often do you rotate if you do? Like our um, menu, seasonal menus? Mm -hmm. Um, We just recently added, last week, light menu options. So you can get portions, uh, half portions of like a Benedict. And we added that. So we try to keep it fresh. We don't change the menu completely based on season. Um, but we do we do like to keep it fresh. And yeah. as you know, our guests, they were asking about oatmeal. Everyone wanted oatmeal that came in. <laughs> so we added oatmeal to our menu. Um, and so we listened to our guests, you know, yeah. the, about, well, what do they want? Or our staff will come up with great ideas. Of like, well, I like mm. to take these ingredients and now I have this salad. Like, we should do that. I think yeah. other people would like that. Yeah. So that's kind of our thought process yeah. process on the menu changing. No, that makes a lot of sense. What about this? Because a lot of people are talking about organic foods or, you know, just organics and vegetables or going gluten free. You know, can do you accommodate to that? Because there's some people that have celiac disease and obviously right. they can't just go into a restaurant and smell the wheat and they're done. Right. But like if someone just, eh, well, I choose not to eat gluten. Do you have options? Yeah. You know? I mean, and we try to be very careful. You know, if we have someone that comes in and they're like, I... I can't be have any dairy product whatsoever. Mm-hmm. We're very careful about cross contamination. I yeah. mean, just in general. Right. Um, but yeah, we can accommodate. That is part of being um, a local restaurant. That's one of the greatest things. It's the cheesiest thing, but we call ourselves a restaurant. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> there's really nothing that we can't do. There's always an option um, to alter something for a vegan. Uh, mm-hmm. My daughter's vegan, and oh, wow. she likes to eat at the diner. Um, and uh so yeah we're able to be flexible and we keep that in mind with menu updates and Mm. you know it's not that we don't want to change and we don't want to have new fresh seasonal items Mm. but we also want to create consistency we also want to create simplicity you know and eggs bacon and hash browns and toast with that amazing strawberry jam Mm -hmm. that's pretty simple yeah it's pretty legit it is. It's a classic, you know, staple to Sunday morning breakfast. Yeah, don't ever change that. Right. So I think that's, uh, yeah, that's why we don't do the seasonal thing. And that's what we definitely can be flexible. Yeah. Yeah. I asked that question about gluten-free and because <clears throat> my wife, she doesn't have celiac, but she's definitely has uh, allergies to gluten to a certain extent. And we've been in multiple times to your beach diner and she hasn't had any problems so that's why i was asking if your menu is going to evolve and have more gluten-free items or anything like that that's well so we are looking at uh gluten-free biscuits Mm -hmm. um we want to try doing biscuits and pancakes um you know we it takes some time to develop and research we definitely don't want to just throw something on the menu so we have been playing around in the kitchen with some of that stuff yeah um, and we also, we have potato cakes as well. So if mm-hmm. she didn't want to do, you know, like a Benedict on a biscuit, she could do it on a potato cake. Um, so wow. those are ways that we are able to accommodate, but yeah, we definitely are trying to keep up with the times yeah. and are doing our research right now on some extended gluten-free options. Yeah. And it's not easy. I mean, it takes time. It takes patience from both sides, the uh, owners and the uh, guests as well. Right. Right. Yeah. It's gotta be. So I'll end with this. I really love coming in there and into your diners, and I mean that in the true sense, because there's times when I want to substitute something on the plate, 
and the servers are so awesome about they're always smiling like oh yeah we can do this actually we can do this and this if you want and i've gone to other restaurants where it becomes like a hassle they're frustrated about them right like, you're scared to make it yeah so i'm like um never changes. mind i'm just uh take water on the rocks right lemon. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that i think you guys are doing a phenomenal job how do people get in touch with you and where are your locations you can check out our uh, website, mm-hmm. which is eatatsunnyside.com. We're on Facebook with the same handle, um, Instagram. All the social media is Eat at Sunnyside. Um, and I think that, you know, it. I would like to leave you with this thought. Okay. I'm sorry to, to redirect us for a second. That's fine. I think that what you are doing is... is you know, we talked about it being in your league yeah. and not out of your league. Yeah. I think that what you are doing is not only allowing other people to, you know, explore different people of the city and, and their ideas and uh, what their defining, defining moments are. You're also provoking thought within your listener mm-hmm. and you're provoking thought within the uh, person you're interviewing. Yeah. Because I've thought so much about life and, you know, as I've been preparing to come on, come and talk to you. And thinking about what defines me and then how can I, can I impact the next guy in front of me, you know, mm. or my team or, or even a guest. And so I think that you're onto something. Well, I, I definitely, that's a huge compliment. That's, I'm honored. Thank you so much for, for that. I appreciate that. I know my wife appreciates it. She does all the editing, everything on the podcast. My last question. Okay. How do you, Allie Cunningham, want to be remembered? I want to be remembered as someone that loved to laugh, as someone that lived, and someone that continued to learn. I like it. Thank you so much, Allie. You're beautiful and all the best going forward. Thank you. All right. This episode is brought to you by Margie Lamb, health coach and founder of Healthy and Hustling. Are you fed up with the dieting and the seemingly contradictory health advice out there? Do you want to feel great in your body and accomplish your goals in a way that's empowering and not overwhelming? For me, the answer was an easy yes. Five years ago, I was pushing 200 pounds. I worked out twice a day and counted my calories. I didn't really see a movement on the scale nor my body type. So I decided to check my ego and call up a health coach. Margie, as a certified integrative nutrition health coach, works with each client as a guide and mentor to build a healthy, sustainable lifestyle that will help you reach your health goals. She offers free one-hour initial consultations. To learn more, visit her website, www.healthyandhustlin.com. That's www.healthyandhustlin, spelled at H-U-S-T-L-I-N.com. I truly hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have a defining moment or moments you would like to share, please reach out to me. I would love to visit with you about it and share it with the world on a podcast. Here's how to find me. Visit my website, www.definingmomentspod.com. Follow me on Twitter at defmomentspod. That's at D-E-F moments pod. Search me on Facebook, Defining Moments Podcast. Follow me on Instagram, 
at Defining Moments Podcast. That's all one word, at Defining Moments Podcast. Subscribe to Defining Moments Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed listening to this show, I would be extremely honored if you gave us a review. This helps boost this podcast so more people can find it. Go out and be a positive influence today, every day. Make someone smile. My name is Wong Lam, and I approve this podcast.